Welcome to Lady BizWiz, where we help you focus, execute, and get results as you take your business from concept to market. So there's a saying that goes, um, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. I agree. So we're, we're talking today about navigating change, and we all know that human beings in general aren't f- big fans of change. Everybody, most everybody knows about the book, Who Moved My Cheese, right? So it's, it's like we don't like our cheese. We don't like, to, we like comfort. We like routine. We like to be in, a, in our comfort zone, right? We're human beings who like comfort. So oddly enough, I like change. I actually kind of thrive on change. So it's a, it's a, I know that probably I sit outside the norm of people with change because um, this doesn't really bother me so much. And, and when I've taught people who really don't love change, and I have several friends that really, really, really do not like change, um, I'm always kind of mesmerized by what they're willing to deal with or put up with to avoid change. Change. I, on the other hand, will make a decision, um, like last week, for instance, I made the decision on a, on a Tuesday, action went into place on Wednesday, and, and my whole kind of world changed on Thursday, and that didn't bother me. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I'm a very quick decision maker on certain things, the change happens, and then I work through the new the new norm. So I actually am very, very different than I think if you polled 100 other people besides me, you would probably find all 99 of them would be some kind of aversion to change. And I don't really struggle with that. So we so there's different areas where we struggle with change. We, you know, we, we might struggle in a relationship. Maybe we've been in a relationship and it's really toxic, but we like you said, we're willing to suffer through it because we're afraid to be alone or there's some kind of a fear keeping us from change. We, we struggle with change, um, I don't know, in a lot of different areas. But I, what I want to focus on today is in the workplace, in our businesses, when we have, we see that something's not working, okay? We see that a change needs to be made because we're going around the same mountain over and over again and there's no product, there's no uh, improvement, there's no progress being made. Um, and, th- and so we know, okay, something has to change or else we're going to, this is going to continue to go downward, downhill, Correct. right? And we have maybe an idea or a vision for the change, for the change that needs to happen, but we need to get other people on board with that. So this is, this is the kind of angle I want to start with in negotiating change. How do we, how do we confront the thing that needs to be changed with other human beings who maybe aren't like you, who, who don't like change, who, who aren't necessarily as willing to change. What, what do we, how do we pr- approach that difficult thing? So that is the puzzle of the last 90 days of my life. And, you know, and I've gone through different scenarios on that because you're right. So change is, is really not a big problem for me, but again, I sit outside that box. And so when you, confront change with others Um, and a lot of times change and especially with what I've been dealing with in the last 90 days it's not just change it's change and part of that change requires more knowledge part of that change requires 
approaching it differently. So it's not just the change. It's not like we're just going to go in this direction, but to go in this direction, I need you to do A, B, C, D, and E to make that other direction work. And so what I've kind of struggled with is probably getting people to understand what's what's currently in place is not working is really not the hardest thing to convince people of because the proof is in that it's not working. They see it's not working. There's some kind of measurable, there's always some kind of measurable piece that says if something's working or not working, whether it's in your business, you're profitable, you're not profitable, you are spending more than you're making, you are working more hours than you want to work. I mean, there's there's something measurable that lets you know that what you're doing or the path you're on is not working. How about this? When you step on the scale and you're like, wow, what I'm doing isn't working. <laughs> I have that problem too. Um, in your relationships, you know it's not right. working, whether you decide that you're wanting to do make a difference or a change in that you can measure that it's you're fighting more you're you know you're you can measure that it's not working so convincing somebody that what we're currently doing is not the right path is the easiest part although denial is is, is a big part of a lot of people's psyche as far as you know yeah but eventually the denial becomes black and white you can try to do denial but if you have a business that is not succeeding you can only deny it so long. Well, your bank account's going to tell you right. that it's not and working. And the bank's going to come calling and, you Correct. know, you're so get you a lot can't of, yeah. deny it. So you can deny it for, for a so de- long. to a degree. I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I did. I mean, the last, you know, the last 120 days of Blue Poppy is a great example. Um, we had a huge first quarter for Blue Poppy. And so my staff was was staffed appropriately for the volume that we had done um, in that in the first quarter of the year, could we had come off a really big third and fourth quarter of the previous year with it dropping down kind of in December? But I had come, come kind of come up with some other revenue streams to kind of offset that. So I was like, it's a blip. We'll be able to maintain the staff we have, um, and I'll just you know we'll just kind of ride through the the lower months. And really by the by March. Um, Sales had dropped off. We had a big February or January and February sales had kind of dropped off. And I was like, okay, this is just a blip. And on the, on the, with the, at the same time, um, because of the inflation we're dealing with in the country, my blanks, my product, the, the blank products that I make, those prices are going up. So I've got sales are kind of decreasing because shops, which is primarily who I sell to, are kind of tightening back because they're seeing kind of what's going on. My blanks are going up and I have this and I have this labor force. And so I'm like, okay, it's a blip. We'll kind of get through it next month. So I mean it becomes really tight by the end kind of by the end of March. And I'm not gonna make a rash decision off of that, but I'm like, okay. And then April, you know, people pay taxes and things like that. So April became even tighter. And still I had the staff because I wanted to maintain the staff I had. And then May became even tighter. So my cash flow was just, it was, I mean, it was just, it was becoming almost suffocating. And, but in the same time, I had taken this new opportunity in Texas and I really kind of needed the staff to perform because I, it wasn't really me available to kind of come in and fill in the blank. So, I mean, it was, so it became this kind of quandary of what do I do as a business owner? The data was clear. The data said that the business that I'm running in the second quarter of the year does not support the payroll that I had to to cover. 
even when I quit paying myself out of the company to try to cover the payroll. So the data was very, very clear. That doesn't mean that the decision is very, is very easy, but the data was clear. And, and then we hit through May and we, you know, our, our, we kind of had a very slow month in May. So things kind of dropped down pretty much lower than we had had really kind of in, in the six month and, but we had ramped up last year. So I didn't really have last year's data because we had been in such a, this huge growth model for the last 12 months. So it's not like I could go and say May's a low month. I didn't have that because last May was a big month, but a big month pre- based on the previous year's May. So we were on this growth model. And, you know, what I found myself was just short on cash. And from a business standpoint, again, the data was clear. It wasn't like, and I could have, den- and I did deny it. I denied it for, I mean, it was clear for March April and May, it was clear data. Um, But I just kept thinking that we'll push through it on the other side. And, you know, because I, it wasn't my change that was struggling. I struggled with these people that I had these four people that I employed and I wanted to be able to maintain that. But when I got back, but they were becoming frustrated. And so when I got back in June um, from Texas, it just doesn't feel right. And and the change has to happen. And, and so my choice is, as a business owner, that I make this change and I adjust my staffing or I lose the company and my staffing adjusts anyway. You mm. see, I mean, the, the end result becomes the same. It, it's, it's the company, but the company's worth saving because it just needs to lessen its load. Right. So it becomes, but the answer, if I, if I just continued down the same path, I would have choked, I mean, I would have had to, now, because again, now to supplement the income that it's losing, I'm pulling income out of my personal income. Right. So, I mean, you, you had, like you said, you had to, cho- you had to write the ship. I did. Or and it was a lose the ship. Correct. And, um, and so I did. I mean, and, and it was a, and I, and I, and I wholeheartedly did. And so, I, I mean, I made the adjustment that needed to be made. And it was not an easy, change is not easy. Even in a situation like me who doesn't really mind change, the actions that had to be taken to fix what needed to be fixed are still difficult. Were still difficult. It was mm-hmm. still not an easy week last week. It was a, it was a really rather rough week. Um, but, you know, I created a plan. The plan went into place. The plan happened the following day. Um, I prayed a lot about it. Um, I saw I sought counsel about it. I sought, you know, people outside of that decision, outside of the pressures of what I was feeling to say, this is what I think I'm going to do. These are the reasons I'm thinking I'm going to do it. What do you think? And I had um, unity from everybody that even though it was not a fun decision to make, it was the right decision for the company. And the decision came into place. And I will tell you the first few days of it um, were difficult. But now that we've kind of hit our rhythm now, I mean, literally it was one week ago yesterday. So, I mean, we've only done, I've only this change all happened in a week within the last seven days, but already I'm feeling the relief of all that pressure. Um, and I can see the change. The ship is now becoming more and give me 30 more days and the ship will have righted itself. The, what ne- the influx of what needed to happen will have happened in the next 30 days um, because our business is good, but we just had not enough business to support the staff I had. So you had to make a difficult decision that affected other people um, in order to save the business. Um, and, and clearly, you know, what you're telling, what, what I hear you saying is that, you know, 
you're, you're feeling like it was the right decision. You're feeling a relief of pressure. You know, the business is going to continue to go upward from here. Correct. So now I know you have other situations that we've been talking about where there's people that you're leading that you need to, you need, you need to influence them in a, in a way to convince them that it's time to make some changes. That change has to happen because things are not going well and change has to happen. So how, how do you bring them around to, cause I think what you're saying is like, in order to change, we have to be willing sometimes to try new things. Yes. We don't always know. We, we know that things aren't working and we know maybe we have a sense of where things need to go, but we don't always know exactly how to get there. It's not maybe a clear path forward to getting there. So in that sense, if we have a business and there's other people in that business, sometimes we have to get rally them up to say, okay, we need to try something new because what we're doing isn't working. I'm not exactly sure what that thing is. I'm not exactly sure how we're going to get here, but we've got what we're doing is not working. We need to do something new. So as a leader, what I am probably so as a leader, I've got really some great strengths and I've got some, you know, obviously weaknesses in that. So I kind of try to work through that. But the strength that I have is I can create a plan. Um, now, is the plan 100%? No, everything has to be kind of, there's always kind of a concept waiting to be proven. And so I'm really good at maneuvering around a plan and creating a path. And this is where we're going to start. So we can at least start putting one foot in front of the other. We'll make adjustments as we, as we test the plan. But I'm really good at that. However, um, I tend to like to do that in my strength, which is kind of a weakness of mine in the leadership, because sometimes I think, and, and it's, it's a false thinking, that I can pull everybody along. And I find that I can't, and it becomes very frustrating to me. So what's been important for me is I'm like, okay, well, here's the new plan, and that plan is going to happen um, because that's what I'm in charge of doing. Now, I need to look to my team to see where their strengths on that team to help me get that plan. So maybe somebody else's voice is more powerful in that change because maybe they have more value to the team as a whole. I'm a new, I'm in this situation, I'm kind of the new guy, kid on the block. So there's people in on the team that are actually more entrenched to have deeper relationships. So what I've, you know, what I've tried to do is going, okay, I'm trying to pull people along. That's really not working. So let me see if I can empower somebody else that has more, um, they kind of have more, more weight and more They have pull a little bit more weight. Because there's deeper, there's, there's deeper. longer relationships. Correct. So let's see if I can empower her. So I give her a call and I'm like, look, I said, I think that, you know, our team is really looking to you. Would you be willing to lead this piece? And she's like, absolutely. And so what it allowed me to do, it allows me to kind of sit back, let somebody run in their gifting, and then I can spend the next 90 days cheering on our team at the same time, building some of that residual value that needs to be built so that basically the respect comes because respect is at the end of the day earned. It's just not kind of given. And so they want to see me walk the walk a little bit longer. And, and so what becomes wisdom is the fact that you have to be willing to realize that you are in charge of leading this, but sometimes the stronger leader is the leader that steps back and empowers another general 
because the troops like, you know, or, or respect that person more. Um, and it's not that they don't respect me. It's just I don't have enough um, sweat equity, I guess, in the team to, to, to deserve that. So it reminds me like uh, the coach K wrote a book years ago called leading from the heart. And he talked about how he always, I could, I, he, he was, he was, I trying to identify that person on the team that had the, like the heart, the, the strongest passion. And he would, he would usually make that person, you know, he would, he would empower them and, and to, to lead and to be that, you know, to rally the team around them. And it was kind of the same idea. Like he's, he's the leader, but he's always looking for that internal leader. Yes, and, and so that's kind of, so I, I you know, I, I've switched strategies a little bit. So, um, and again, that's kind of what I think marks a good leader is the ability to recognize a strategy is not working sooner rather than later. Because I could have pushed this agenda for another 90 days. And out of the People would get more and more frustrating. Correct. And, and, and dig, digging their heels in even, Or even I more. could be wise and say, you know what? I can already recognize this is not. I'm already, it doesn't take me long to hear. And I need to listen to what the team is saying. And I need to respond to their needs. Because really to get a team to, to execute your vision, they have to buy into it. And maybe somebody else can sell it a little bit better than me. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, it's, it's really about... I don't really need to be the person in the photo finish. I just need to be on the podium. And maybe I've got somebody who's on, on, on the team that's going to be able to communicate better what vision I've cast. So I still cast the vision, but I now have, I'm looking for, and really that's what I had to be reminded of. Um, again, I seek counsel. I mean, I really, if you hear anything that I say, I seek counsel. I seek people out to really poke holes in what I come up with. Um, I think it's just, it strengthens a plan when I have the ability of letting people just kind of show me the flaws in, in what I've come up with. And so I sought counsel. And two people reminded me, they said, really, your greatest strength as a leader is your ability to delegate and empower people to find their gifts within the organization and rise so that you basically, again, become the conductor, not the individual players. And I'm trying to be the players and the conductor, and it's not working. Mm. And so I had to, you know, but I had to be reminded of that. I have to be reminded because sometimes I'm so focused on wanting something to to turn around and, and start making forward progress that I forget that forward progress comes not through me. It comes really from the people. And sometimes I just need to be the person going row, row, row. And somebody else is, you know, it, it's, it's just, I need to switch my position a little bit to become their cheerleader, to become the voice of we've got this, we've got this, we've got this, and allow somebody else to help implement the changes that need to happen. Thank you for joining us today on Lady Biz Wiz. As always, we value your feedback. Send us an email at questions at ladybizwiz.com and let us know what you like best about the podcast or if you have any ideas for future ones. Thanks so much. We hope you have a great day. See you next time.